This is the Find Your Forte podcast, episode 80. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte podcast with choral director and lifestyle entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth of the Find Your Forte podcast, and I am so happy to have with me today Chris DeVries. We are approaching 100,000 listens on the Find Your Forte podcast, which blows my mind, and I have a feeling that this one is going to knock it over the line. Uh, Chris is joining me from Buffalo, New York. Uh, He has a a really unique program that I'm excited uh, to share with you. And he is doing this this podcast as a favor for me at at the last minute before he heads into his drowsy chaperone musical rehearsal. So we're going to try not to rush through it, but we're going to need to rush through it just a little bit. So I hope uh, we can condense all these value bombs for you into a short period of time. Uh, I I obviously ask my... uh, my guests the same question. So Chris, Choir Nation is ready. They're at the, at the edge of their chairs, folders open and looking your way. Are you ready to deliver the downbeat? You betcha. Let's roll. All right, Chris, thank you for being on my show. Of course. It's my pleasure. So Chris, I want to start out uh, by asking you when you knew you were going to dedicate your life to music or choral music. Oh my God. I started taking piano when I was in fourth grade. Um, joined chorus in middle school, and I had a phenomenal teacher in high school, and uh, and I was I was pretty sure that that's what I wanted to do. And then when junior year and senior year hit, took music theory in class, you know I, I knew exactly where I wanted to be. Um, and college was challenging, but it, it certainly reinforced uh, you know my belief that this this is what I got to be doing with my life. That's great. So you grew up in the Buffalo area, which is where you are now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I went to Buffalo State College, which is right in the heart of downtown Buffalo. And now I teach at an all-guy private Catholic school, maybe about 20 minutes south of Buffalo, uh, called St. Francis High School. Okay, so we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I feel like this is going to be such a unique episode because I've never had anybody on the show that works with only guys. So I, I could imagine I could imagine there are some advantages, disadvantages, and there's some probably some interesting relationships uh, with other faculty that you have to have in order to make your choral program work. So I, I'm excited to get into that. Um, just offhand, I don't mean to like put you on the spot, but like, have you had any like fall flat on your face failure moments that you would share with Choir Nation? Uh, actually, well, I think we all have. And there's one that comes to mind uh it was my second year in this position um with uh, a bunch of new singers and we were going to do an acapella version of stand by me um with that rock and bass line I, like, I doom, 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 <laughs> doom, that idea okay oh yeah and it was uh it was a real stretch for my young singers and um we hit it a couple times in rehearsal but when the performance hit it it was a mess and um i think the arrangement was was poor. My execution of it was much poorer than that. Um, I've actually chucked that piece from my music library, so that that's the one that sticks out the most. So you just don't want to be reminded of it any further, so it's now not in your library anymore. I, I, I honestly, I never want to be tempted by it again. <laughs> so, so what what was the takeaway from that experience? Well, you, um, I was uh, I, I didn't put my ego in check. Um, I, I 
I, I thought that I could teach it to him. Um, but my, you know, the, the quote from Top Gun is my, my ego was writing checks that my body couldn't cash. <laughs> um, that was, that was certainly the case with that one. I didn't, I didn't deliver well. They needed, they needed stellar teaching on that and I didn't deliver. So. Okay. So I love, I got a, I got a Buffalo teacher, all guys school quoting Top Gun. This is like. You're like the man's man's man, like choir director. Like I, I, I'm adoring this episode. So this is this is fantastic. I love it. I love it. And I, I feel like we need some Kenny Loggins in the background or something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's that one? Playing, playing with the boys. Oh my God! I'm gonna no. I don't want to name this episode "Playing with the Boys" because it sounds a little bit sketch. But I feel like I feel like <laughs> it would be kind of appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I don't need any more controversy in this podcast. That's for sure. Uh, awesome. Okay, and let's talk about something um, that was like your most like your most happy. Um, high, your high point sort of musical moment in your career. What is like the, the time that you were the proudest in your musical career so far? Um, I, I mean, you know, of course there are several, but there's, there's one that comes to mind. Um, frequently, a lot of my guys will take my class um, just as, you know, they'll take choir just because they, they don't want to take what the other options are. One guy in particular, um, you know, that was, that was him. And after our Christmas concert, that's our first performance of the year, um, in our debrief day, the next class, you know, he thought to himself and he said it out loud. He felt comfortable enough saying, it. you know, I, I took this class because I didn't want to take the other ones. But, you know, like that, that performance really like I, I, I think I really want to try for the spring concert now. Um, that was, you know, watching the light bulb go off in in a kid who um, didn't peg himself as mm-hmm. a as a choir singer. You know, I, I decided at that moment that choir is absolutely for everybody. They just might not know it. Yeah, you got to get in there before and exposed to it because there's so many like predispositions towards choir that that uh, or in assumptions that people have about choir. But like until you get in it and immersed in it with a great teacher, obviously, um, um, you just don't know. And it, and yeah, it's, it's I think it's for a lot more people than we give it credit. Yeah. So, and it's also amazing that that your your moment is not some type of you know superficial crowning achievement. That it's like one of those like little intimate. <laughs> I'm so glad that this kid got it. Type of moments. And I noticed that even with my some you know really big name people who have been on this show, um, their moments are are very similar to yours. They're they're all about. You know when the, when it clicked with that kid or yeah. or those little things. So that's yeah. great. Well, let's jump into the forte section because the forte section of the podcast is all about what makes you different and special. And and um, I think we've narrowed that down at this point because I mean you're the only, I should say, or the first uh, teacher <laughs> on my show um, that works in an all boys Catholic school. So that's, that's yeah. number one. Um, we did have Gabriel Crouch, a former King singer uh, and director at Princeton university do two episodes back to back where he spoke about going to an all boys school. And uh, I asked him what his childhood smelled like. And he said that it smelled, smelled like, uh, like BO and like dirty socks um, because he went to school with all boys. I mean, is that a similar, is there a similar smell in your life? 
Oh yeah, the weight room is directly across from the choir room. So oh baby, smell I know well. Okay, so breathing exercises need to be extra careful, I guess. <laughs> Open the windows, well ventilated. Oh my lord! So so, what is it like? Is was this your first? Is this your first job? No, um, I had uh, I had a job in right in the heart of the city. Um, it was uh, an elementary middle school job um, that you know, new teacher right out of college, and um, my. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I thought I thought I knew everything, and that job was very humbling to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I was there for about half a year. Wow. Okay, you didn't even want to finish that year out. Oh no, I was um, the uh, that course teacher was uh, left in December, and that's when I took over. So oh. I did finish the year out. That's a nice way to be humbled, you know, like temporarily. That's good. I like that. I like <laughs> that. And then, okay, and then what happened? Then you jumped to this one. Yeah, I did. Um, and like, it, it, it's amazing how it all worked together. Um, the gentleman who was here before me, he was only here for two years. And uh, the program really suffered under that, which is kind of a blessing in disguise, because anything that I did above and beyond what that guy did seemed like a Christmas miracle. Right. You were the um, hero. Yeah. Um, now, previous to that gentleman, there was another guy here who was uh, you know, 39 years, really built up the fine arts program here. Um, and, uh, you know, he is uh, a wonderful man. He's an organist at one of the local churches. And now I'm his assistant organist there. So I kind of owe both of my jobs to that man. Wow. That's awesome. That's in it. 39 years he spent there building that program. 30, yeah. 39 years. I can't imagine yep. doing anything for 39 years. Let alone, wow. That's just amazing. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about the dynamic of working with all boys. Yeah. Um, um what does it, your schedule it, it, look like? Can you, can you <laughs> describe that for me? Sure. Um, my easily the busy part of my schedule, I have 120 singers in my sophomore junior group. And I don't see them all every day. They're broken up into seven distinct sections. So I teach, um, I, you know, I teach all seven sections, the same exact music. We get one rehearsal, 45 minutes to put it all together before the concert. Holy cow. Um, and that's, and that, that's a real big challenge, but uh, it, it's, it's, they, they really do come through for me. Um, you know, as much as I might pull my hair out that 45 minutes, they're there to work, and um, I, I really do appreciate that out of my guys. Yeah, when you light a fire under their butt, it's amazing how kids can step up to the plate. Yeah, yeah, it never ceases to amaze me. So, hundred, you got one hundred and twenty boys singing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, yeah. that's that's awesome for a public school with boys and girls. That's awesome for an entire program for some for some places, you know. So, yeah. let alone just boys. Oh, sure. Um, so w- what are some unique relationships that you have to have in a school like that? I, I, when you were pitching me this episode, originally you said, you know, you have to sometimes work things out with sports coaches and, you know, how does... For sure. Yeah, like, so what are the different relationships that you need to, like, cultivate in order to be successful? So f- first off, I think if you make guys choose between the arts and athletics, athletics is going to win every time. Um, so that's just not a winnable battle that any any course teacher wants to fight. Um, there are battles to fight, and that's not one of them. Um, so what, what we do is we've really carved out time in the day where the guys um, – they can take uh, the fine arts classes during the day. They can take band as a separate homeroom and then chorus during the day. Um, and like our musical rehearsal, you know, is going to be starting late in the evening, well after all the sports practices have ended. 
Um, so if you if you can structure your events to work around athletics, um, then you're you're already well served right off the of bat. Of course. Do your kids have a requirement to be in both arts and athletics, like some private schools make their kids do? Um, no, no, no kid is really required to be uh, on a sports team here. Okay. Um, but you know, this we are a big sports school. Um, so most of them come here with the idea that I'm, I'm here to, you know, I'm here to play sports as well as the academics. And, uh, some of them are here for the arts, but you know, a lot of them, I have to go out and I have to recruit. Um, so, you know, the, the art requirement, New York state for a regents diploma here, they, they do require one credit in the fine arts somewhere. So they can kind of pick and choose whether or not they want to take the visual arts or band or choir. So a Regents diploma, just for those people who are listening in, is your high school diploma, yeah. correct? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay. And and let's talk about recruitment then. I mean, what does recruitment look like? You know, if you l- survey your choir, you look around and you go, I need more kids. What is your next step in a place like yours? <laughs> um, so I have cultivated uh, really great relationships with the, the teachers around here who teach freshmen. Um, I, unfortunately, we, we are just not able to have freshmen in a daily choir. So I go out and I speak to them when it's time to start choosing your, your adventure for next year, children. Um, and and I, I, I tell them straight out about choir and I am quite shameless. I let them know that my wife will sometimes make sugary treats for the after concert debrief day. <laughs> and I think, I think you will be amazed how many kids will step up to the plate for free food. Um, um, that is true. No, and I, I, it, it's shameless, but that's it's no. So effective. And it's if it works, do it. And you know, it, it's so funny. My like second year of teaching, I doubled my eighth grade choir from seventh grade to eighth grade um, by offering pizza to to any kid who brought a friend. Like in <laughs> that, like I went from literally thirty to six to thirty to sixty, or even more. I think it was like sixty five kids um, just from pizza. And it was like, this didn't cost anything for me to do, really. It was just like, you know, about 50 bucks out of my budget for pizza. And it's, it's, and your wife's making sugary treats. I mean, it's not even coming out of your budget. So it's, that's maybe <laughs> the, home budget, the maybe. family <laughs> budget. Yeah. The family budget. Do you ever get yeah. any pushback about like the masculinity of, of choir and any of that kind of stuff? I mean, do you ever have to deal with those questions? Um, yeah, of course, especially from the kids coming in, but. You know, out of all of my singers, um, you know, so many of them play sports. Now, now we do have school mass, um, you know, quite frequently where the entire school gets together. We, you know, we'll, we'll celebrate a liturgy. And um, it's at those times where, you know, so many of the football players and the hockey players, the basketball players, that's when they're seen up in front of the school. Um, and, and I, I have had times where, you know, one of the stars of the, of the football team have been the ones to step up to the podium and canter at mass. Um, you know, there's, again, you know, there's nothing shameful in that. I I, I don't think, um, in showing the, the guys who aren't involved that you can do the athletics and you can be, uh, you know, you can excel in the arts too. So it's the, the visual aspect of it is also very important in recruiting new guys. Yeah. As I say, cause you don't really have like the whole, 
you know, hey, join choir, like the ratio is fantastic, which is which is a, a tactic that I've used before with kids, you know, like you know, I've always had very beautiful girlfriends, you know. <laughs> like Yeah, that's but, right. Amen. But in an all boys school, um um that sort of that sort of old school tactic doesn't really work so much. Um but you also have I guess have the the fact that nobody needs to feel like embarrassed in front of anybody because you're like all guys and like that should be that should maybe make your life a little easier that you can just all be dorky teenage guys in front of you each would, other now now you would think that but I'll, I'll tell you the first couple weeks can be really awkward um and it's I, i've honestly found that not the case at the beginning wow and okay that's, and, and that's when those skills of building uh, 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 building that environment where we're going to make some weird sounds in here, kids. Um, you know, and, and that's fine. We're all friends in here, right? Um, that's where that skill really comes into play. Um, so you would think that, but it's just not there. It's just not true because they, they've all got their, you know, reputations that they want to set for the beginning of the year. And, uh, it's, it, it can be quite uncomfortable at the beginning. So, again cultivate that that environment of safety and comfort and let's make some weird noises so how do you do that oh man um well first off you know i i I tell them you know like if you're not friends with the people in this room then you should be you don't have to be best friends you don't have to hang out on fridays but you know this school we really do believe in the brotherhood and uh one thing Right off the bat, I tell them, if I see some guy giving another guy a hard time or snickering behind their back, you know, I'm just not going to tolerate that. Um, Because at some point, you know, you're going to be the one, you know, where kids are going to snicker at you Mm -hmm. and you're not going to like it either. So, um, you know, number one, you know, I'm never going to put you in a position where you embarrass yourself. Um, And I I always say right at the beginning, I'm never going to make you sing solo if you don't want to. I can invite you to, but I'm always going to give you that out. You can say no if you don't want to. Now, in my advanced group, my senior group, yeah, they don't have that option. Um, They audition to be there at that point. So they they can sing solo real quick if I ask them to. And oftentimes I found it, you know, if I I point out a guy and say, hey, do you you mind modeling this for us? Sure. Um, You can say no if you don't want to. I'm like, no, I got it, Mr. Reese. It's all good. And then they, they, they go ahead and do it. Some of them opt out, but most of them don't but it, but if right if you are giving these kids a podium to to sing a solo uh you are also making sure that that the environment is safe for those kids as well is what i'm hearing yeah yeah no doubt it's got to be you know they, they've got to feel comfortable in order to let them uh let, let their Sorry to be cheesy, their, their inner light shine, but that, that is exactly what I mean. So, like, not not to make like a Catholic school like joke or anything or pun, mm-hmm. but like, have you ever had to like have a come to Jesus moment with these kids, like about about their their you know decorum in in class regarding yeah, that kind a, of thing? A, absolutely. You know, I think um, I, I know I, I had this. Um, you know, this notion, I'm going to come into a private school and they're going to, they're all going to be angels. And they're going to do exactly what I tell them. And, and it's just not true. I mean, kids are kids, whether, you know, they go to private school or not. And, and yeah, we've had some, some pretty, um, some, some questionable moments in the classroom. Um, but, uh, it, it, I, I usually am able to corral them back into, 
you know, here's what we got to get done today. You know, we, we can do the joking around and, you know, we, we can laugh and have a good time as long as we get the work done too. So that, that conversation happens on a monthly basis usually. So do you do anything like field trips or bonding days or anything like that to get the kids uh, more acquainted with each other? Not really bonding days. Um, field trips, I, I've taken uh, I've taken my groups out to perform in, in various, uh, especially holiday um, you know, once December rolls around, it seems like everybody wants chorus music. I've taken my groups out singing there. Um, and that, that social aspect is, is very, very good. Um, I mean, the, the groups tend to gel a lot more when, when you do that, perhaps I can do more of that to, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course we're, we're, we're traveling and we're, uh, you know, we're, we're gelling in that regard. So since this is the forte section, what would you say is your like unique value uh in the choral world like what is the thing that you feel like you're like you know what i'm i'm good at this i can be i can say that i'm confident in this department what is that thing i i I think i am i think i'm decent at getting um new guys to to match pitch okay Um, i've gotten better at it over the years i mean you know these guys i of course i bribe them with candy somebody shows up whether they can match pitch or not um so, so they come in, and, uh, and what, I, what I do right off the bat is I get them into their falsetto. I found the falsetto to be the master key into unlocking the rest of their voice. Um, with, with a lot of them, you know, they're able to, to get up there kind of. Some of them aren't able to get in there at all. I, I kind of liken it to, like, they're, they're bursting through the attic door. You know, there, there might be an old couch in the way, but, we're, you know, we're going to punch through it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so once that happens, all my warm-ups start in the fall setting. You know, we do stretching, we do breathing, and then the very next thing we do is uh, vocal sirens, and then, you know, five, four, three, two, one, descending, um, you know, starting on a, on a C, on an F major chord, mm-hmm. and that's all in falsetto. Um, and that's what I found to be most successful at, at getting guys out of the basement. Now, it's not always successful, you know, you go in September, October, they're coming around, November, probably most of them. And by the time spring comes around, you know, we're, we're able to, to access the, the pitch matching um, with, with a lot more ease. Still not perfect with a lot of the younger singers, but, um, you know, there's clear progress that's made. That's a really interesting sort of top-down philosophy, um, um, and I and I, I agree with you. And it's it's sort of I'm having little light bulbs going off in my head right now, just about the fact that it's not you know we tend to write off boys because we think they can't match pitch, but it's sometimes that they just don't have the the vocal mechanism at the time to match that particular yeah. pitch. So. The fact that you're doing this voice building from from the top down, you're putting the you're probably putting them all in a very sort of like strange, vulnerable place because I'm sure falsetto is not <laughs> yeah. like it is like the great equalizer for teenage boys because I'm sure you don't have boys who come to you with just stellar falsetto. I mean, you probably have worked every kid, every boy has work to do on their falsetto. Yeah. Um. So no it doubt. definitely does level the playing field amongst all of the boys. Um. So you start you start with these with these kids um, on the C above middle C and descend to F. Is that that's like sort of where you are? You, yeah. you start them that up that high. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Up uh, and in falsetto. You know? And and you go you go up or down from there. I go down. Okay. Um, so you know F E E flat even even sometimes uh, D major. 
Um, and it, at the beginning, it's not usually successful, but over time, I can get them to still match pitch, you know, in their in their full register, um, you know, without them dropping down an octave into the basement. Now, so um, do you just jump? Sorry to cut you off. Do you just jump from from there? down and do chest stuff and then sort of work on blending the two or do you just sort of work down through through I, the passaggio all the yep, way down definitely. okay yep, work yep, work down through and try to smooth that out as, as best as we can um and then from there i'll start in uh e-flat major and then work my way down so we're in falsetto we, we work that transition all right let's let's take a significant jump down e-flat d you know and then we get more into their um you know into the chest voice range mm-hmm. so th- those are the very first warm-ups that that we do oh wow okay okay now and, and when when do you get these kids is, is it ninth grade uh, tenth grade. Tenth grade. Um, I, okay. I, I do have a couple freshmen in my all volunteer group, but we only meet once a week. Okay, so um, they're pretty much through their voice change at this point. Yeah, um, most of them are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think like everybody in the world, there's a real shortage of tenors these days. Um, but I, I do have uh, a couple late bloomers that I absolutely rely on. Okay. And I tell them they can't change until they graduate. And <laughs> are you, how, uh, what do you do as far as uh, like, when do you start to assign voice parts? I mean, is there, a, do you, do you do like unison rep for a little while and then get um, to them to a no, point? No, 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 It's, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a fluid thing. Um, I mean, those, those hormones are merciless. So, um, I, I sign them, I sign them parts right off the bat. Um, and then, you know, there's an open invitation, guys. If you ever start feeling uncomfortable singing that high, you let me know. We'll retest your voice. You know, it's not your fault. It's just biology. So um, all the time, guys are switching parts all the time. The challenge, of course, is that, well, great. You just learned the tenor part, and the concert's in three weeks. So now you're going to sing bass. We're going to do the best you can. You know, but the other, if you don't do that, then they're singing in a very uncomfortable spot of right course. through the concert. And that's going to give them a negative perception of the, so you got to weigh the risk to reward. And in that, in that case, I think the reward of keeping that kid in a comfortable spot where he's going to enjoy singing and then, you know, maybe even re up for next year. Yeah. That's, that's the reward that I'm after. That's, that's huge. Right. Is it like you want to make sure that you're giving kids positive experiences. And if that means, if that means they've been they've been you know practicing the tuba for the for the past uh, the past three months and now you got to hand them a flute you know <laughs> that's what you got to <laughs> that's what you got to do but that's what yeah, working that's with right. guys is like I mean it's so rewarding I mean I, I've I've always enjoyed um, working with young men's choirs whenever I've had the opportunity to a shout out to my my dear friend Anthony Raffanello at Cranford High School in New Jersey. Um, He's got a wonderful, wonderful program, and he's got these like seven or eight just like lovely boys that I had a chance to work with last year because um, uh, he was sick. And we did, we did like My Girl, and there's like something about just like boys singing in general that like wins the hearts of audiences. Like I feel like there's always an easy win with boys. Like and, oh yeah. Because like it's something that so singing is something that we don't expect boys to do as much, and it's like they can be a little cheesy, you know. And it's it everybody it still wins the hearts of the audience. Um, how do you negotiate, you know, the cheese factor? Like, do you ever allow the cheese factor to to rear its rear its ugly head in your program, or do you keep oh, it pretty yeah, legit? I, yeah, yeah, you have to. I think it was a couple podcasts ago. 
you, you know, the, the great controversial podcast of 2017, um, <laughs> you know, where, where you said, you know, you got, you got to throw your audience a bone. And a few years ago, I was like, no, we're not singing that garbage, but, but you really do. And uh, we, have a, we have a very honest discussion in my group. Um, you know, that, that cheese, I, I think it's like, it's like Skittles. Now, who doesn't love Skittles? Everybody loves Skittles. But you have a whole meal of Skittles, you're going to get tired of really soon. You know, you got you to gotta have a nice balance between, um, you know, some meaty repertoire, something where you really got to dig into, and then sprinkle a little sugar on top. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to atrophy your brain, you know. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you so much. Okay. This is listen. This is this is really um, this is a fun conversation to have with you, Chris. And and I, I I think you know the the group members of Choir Nation who are listening right now um, are I'm sure very thankful for what you've been able to to share with us so far. I have just one more round of questions, rapid fire, wham, bam, boom. But I want to say that if you want to hang out with Chris and myself, uh, make sure that you head over to Facebook, go to Choir Nation, which is the Choir Nation group. So if you uh, if you want to type in the URL, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Choir Nation, or just search Choir Nation. Chances are you probably have friends that are in the group. We have over a thousand members and it's a great positive place. I think Chris can attest to that. Yes, Chris? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. So if you have any more questions about working with boys, Chris is there. Make sure you tag him on a post uh, and, uh, and he'll see it. So let me just jump in to the Acceleronda round and we'll be off and you'll be off to your drowsy chaperone rehearsal great and again i thank you so much for for taking that time today Mm -hmm. okay i think i might know the answer but what project are you most excited about right now well it's got to be drowsy chaperone where do you get the girls for that uh any area high school girl is open to audition so we get some very talented young ladies oh that's great oh that's actually well that's amazing right so you don't even have to settle for what you got at school you can you're, you can even be a little more choosy with the community. That's that's pretty awesome. Hey, yep. <laughs> yep, that's right. So what advice do you have for your younger self? Uh, stay humble. That's huge. Yeah, it really is. Gotta, e- ego is the enemy. Guy. Great book. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, well, I'm glad we use the word ego and humility and humble in this podcast already today. So um, stay humble. Love it. You don't learn that until you're 30, I guess. Um in your opinion, what do you believe makes an outstanding conductor and or educator? The ability uh, to build and cultivate relationships. That's huge. Uh, yeah, yeah that's huge. totally. I mean, with, with other people in the school and, of course, with your singers, um, you know, all of, all of choir is just one big relationship made up of tiny little relationships. And you got to be able to build those. Can't do it alone. Yeah. So walk us through your morning routine. What does the beginning of your day look like? Um, so I'm up at four morning. Um, at four? Uh, four in the morning. Um, I, I lift weights and, and I run. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's get my son ready for the day as he goes to daycare. Um, I'm in my school at about 7.15. And then, um, you know, my schedule is different pretty much every day. We run through a five-day schedule. Um, and, and now like, you know, I got a couple days after school where, where I've got to be here for musical rehearsal, uh, tonight I'm not getting home until like nine 15. Um, but you know, other nights, you know, I'm, I'm home at, 
you know, 5.15 or, uh, you know, 4.30, depending on where I got to pick my son up from. Or so you conking out, like, when you get home tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the couch pretty hard. But, um, I mean, I got stuff to do at home, too, you know. So uh, I find waking up early in the morning and then, and then working out, um, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Um, Agreed. Yeah, you just you get the blood flowing. I honestly get my day planned while I'm running. Um, all right, I got, I got to do this. I got to talk to this kid. I got to file this page. You know, mm-hmm. like all that stuff is organized in my mind so that I can just get in and, and execute my day. Every top performer, and you know this from our pre our conversation before you started recording, the people that you listen to on podcasts already. You know, every top performer works out in the morning. That's what they do. Like they get the they get their heart rate up and they get their blood flowing and they're ready to hit the ground running when the beginning of the day comes for work. So um there's there's no no coincidence to the fact that the yeah. top performers are people who take care of their bodies in the morning. It's huge. Huge. That's right. Completely it's, agree. It's huge. Uh, is that is that our <laughs> is that our new president? Okay. Um all right. So um what is your favorite personal growth and or music book, if you have one? Uh, personal growth, I, I have to say, um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Both of them are uh, retired Navy SEALs who are now killing it in the business world. Um, I, I, I just find that they are uh, they're so right when it comes to leadership. Um, and that's, I, I've honestly based a lot of, of what I do in cultivating relationships and leadership on, on what that book is. It's called, uh, Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. That's right. By yep. Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Now, Choir Nation, if you want to support the Find Your Forte podcast, you will see a link to this book, Extreme Ownership, on the show notes page, which is ryanguth.com forward slash 080 for episode 80. So if you click there, uh, Amazon will donate a little money to the Find Your Forte podcast, and you can feel good that you supported it as well, because uh, uh, God knows I need all the help I can get. Uh, <laughs> all right. When you think of success, who comes to mind? Man, first um, first person. Don't even don't even blame Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein is a he's certainly a musical hero of mine. Awesome. And all right, this is like this is like the question: If you had only one concert left in your lifetime, a choir with limitless ability and access to a sold out concert venue of your choosing, what would your final? I'm sorry, where would your final concert be, and what would be the last piece on that program? All right. Uh, it would have to be at um, St. Francis Basilica in CC. And uh, the, the final piece on that concert would, um, it would have to be, can I say the Bach B minor mass? Of course you can. The final piece. All right, the Bach B minor mass. Because everybody wants to sing the Donanobis Pachem. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is like one of the answers on this podcast which is great i but i mean there's obviously there's there's again not a coincidence it's uh it's it's powerful so we'll give it to you um all right chris give the listeners of choir nation some parting words of encouragement and how they can connect with you and learn more about your program moving forward well i'm i'm telling you you know it's all about the humility um i think kids these days can see right through bs 
you know, if you're if you're honest about what you can do and what you can't do, kids respect that, um, and, and they they're able to recognize it immediately. Um, you can learn more about my school um, and my program at stfrancishigh.org. That's stfrancishigh.org. And of course, if you have any questions, you can contact me through uh, the Choir Nation Facebook page. Shoot me a message or uh, type a post. Make sure to tag me in it. Um, I'll, I'll be sure to hit you back right away. Well, Chris DeVries, you have certainly helped Choir Nation to step up to the podium with purpose today on the Find Your Forte podcast. So I'd like to thank you so much for coming on the show and being my guest. Thank you. It was a real honor. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was a great episode, wasn't it? Uh, Choir Nation, if you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash find your forte. Uh, and there you can show your financial support. Like I said in the episode, I do I do need it. <laughs> and I I uh, want to make sure that this podcast continues to grow and add value to the coral world. So if you want to help me out, head over to patreon.com forward slash find your forte. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.